everybody. Welcome to the show. Man, we got a second half coming up for you over on Madhouse Radio on YouTube, as well as MotorcycleMadhouse.com. You can listen live. We're going to be talking about vengeance, baby. Vengeance. Is it better than justice? It's going to be an interesting conversation. Also, we have a conclusion to one of the cases about this Harpy Warlock uh, business in Pennsylvania. This has to do with the other body found with Keith Palumbo in that crip. A lot of information just came down on that one. Now, we're going to be talking about Sturges a little bit, man. A lot of stuff happening in Sturges. It looks like it got off to a very slow start, man. You got all these people out there crying and whining uh in the uh city government and stuff man we never seen it this well you know some of your policies might be coming back to kick you in the butt but it's probably just because all the rain they've been getting anyway we can only hope can't we let's go to a sturgis story right here here it is sturgis rally off to a slow start this was uh as of the eighth yesterday it's still early, but so far this year's rally is a little lower in attendance than in years past, meaning they ain't happy out there. The main indicator is traffic was down in three of the first four days of the Sturges rally. Sunday was the only day to show a daily increase over the previous five-year average with a 4.4% rise. A rainy and cold Saturday led to a 37% decrease over that five-year average for the day either that or people are starting to understand hey this corporate crap rally crap not for us the department of transportation counts traffic into sturges at nine locations overall for the first four days of this year's rally they counted 194,000 487 uh, vehicles coming in, and I guess that's 16% below the average count over the past five years. And then uh, looking at the law enforcement daily report, because they give a daily report on rally uh, crashes and all that kind of stuff, and it looks like there was no fatal crashes, thank God, on Monday. So the total rally uh, total remains at two as far as deaths are concerned. They have got uh, arrested 16 more people for DUI, bringing the rally total to 52. Felony drug arrests climbed uh, from 17 to 35. Misdemeanor drug arrests jumped to 81. I guess the first three days of the rally, there were only 46 misdemeanor drug arrests, meaning probably pot. Anyway, let's go to some of these good rides happening at Sturges. I do like how some of the celebrities finally get off their butt and go out there and interact with us minions. But there are good, you know, see, I like Jay Leno. Jay Leno's cool. I wonder if he had his ride this year. But here's an interesting uh, one. Sturges Motorcycle Ride for a Good Cause. The Medicine Seal uh, Medicine Wheel Ride is a motorcycle ride hosted by missing and murdered indigenous relatives. I guess there's a lot of that happening out that way in the West. 
If you know more about it, let me know. It'd be interesting to try to look into that for a second segment of the show. Uh, with the purpose of raising money for their cause and spreading awareness of an issue they say isn't talked about enough. Now, I guess the ride runs from uh, Beer Butte uh, State Park to Crazy Horse Memorial. And one organizer said location activity give them a chance to be a part of the, a space they feel they haven't been included in. Anybody knows the Sturgis Rally. Everybody shows up who wants to and they're treated right. But anyway, this is a space that we can reclaim as indigenous women and a space that's largely male dominated and dominant culture dominated. And it's a sacred space to many of our people. And so this was a time for us to get together and start here. This the Prairie Rose Seminole. Uh, an organizer for the ride. Uh, I guess the ride has been uh, really getting out there, man. If they plan for 50, you get 200. If they plan for 100, they get 300. So it is growing. Uh, it goes on to say the first year she rode here, a, I shed a couple of tears riding through the Black Hills because all I can think about was their hardships uh, and struggles they probably were experienced at the time when they were kidnapped and murdered. So it's really emotional. It's an emotional ride for me. Uh, Lynette kills back, uh, is another organizer of that ride. Now you also have, of course, the rusty Wallace, uh, special Sturges ride, uh, the auction for the NASCAR foundation, even though I used to be a NASCAR nut, I no longer watch it. Don't care about it, but here's a ride. Uh, since 2019, the Buffalo Chips Rusty Wallace Charity Ride has become a key piece of the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally uh, in South Dakota. The fifth edition of the Motorcycle Journey kicks off Wednesday at Spearfish City Park. Where's this one? Okay, it's coming this one. With a scenic 25-mile cruise through Spearfish Canyon, and that must have happened yesterday. I liked Rusty Wallace. He cried a little bit too much, but uh, the 89 NASCAR Cup Series champion and has uh, Hall of Famer uh, loves the experience in South Dakota, uh, the people, the bikes, the atmosphere, but his heart is with the charity. Rock and roll there. That's just two of the different type of rides that they have at Sturges. Let's go to some uh, other than Sturges events right here. Run to the Desert Motorcycle Rat Rod Rally Smokeem Resort August 25th at 2 through August 27th to 5 o'clock. Uh, good stuff right here. It is uh, a bait of it's by the a bait of Washington Grant County cha chapter. Susan Stars Carson and what is that Eloy? oh man you don't even want hollywood to go at that one uh <laughs> but it's at the smoke M resort 22818 washington 17 in uh soap lake and then a bait of illinois is the 20th annual 20th annual hooters and scooters run baby you gotta love hooters uh, this one is Saturday, August 26, 2023 at the Moose Lodge, 32050 West River Road, Wilmington, Illinois. Again, it uh, starts at 11 o'clock for registration. 
Kickstands are up at 1230. Main story today, and this is out of the Action News Philadelphia. Philadelphia biker gang member convicted of murdering gang prospect. Ain't you loving that damn freaking headline right there? Uh, basically, it was the Harpy Warlocks, uh, I believe it was Chester, that killed two prospects. Uh, it was a whole big mess, man. Meth heads, all that kind of stuff. To give you a background on what happened here, uh, the Philadelphia District's Attorney Office announced that a man accused of murdering a biker gang prospect, boy, they rubbing that gang stuff in, ain't it? <laughs> has been found guilty. Michael DeMauro, 50, was convicted on all charges and killing the 33-year-old David Rosillo Jr. Investigators said uh, that he was a member of the Warlocks. I'm not even to keep going, man. You guys overusing this one too much. Dumped his body in a crimp at Mount Moriah Cemetery in Southwest Philly. I guess it's a burial ground for people that don't want others to show up. Uh, detectives located the crip in April 2020. Then the crip was open. That's when I got a phone call. Krasner said they have not only found the body of the murder victim they were seeking, but they had found a second murder victim. Uh, the second person found dead was identical, uh, identified as Keith Palumbo. And we have featured his story a number of times on this channel. Sad state of affairs. Michael DeLuca, he was a real schmuck, uh, was later arrested and pleaded guilty to third-degree murder in Palumbo's killing. And I know Donna Morelli, I don't know if she got uh, sentenced, uh, I think it was for a year, but then she was harassing uh, the family members on Facebook. So I don't know if that's going to continue or uh, what's going on. But that is the final nail in that dude's coffin. He's probably going to go away for life on that one. Stupid. Just stupid. Uh, that whole crew was stupid. Anyway, we're going to go to the second half of the show right now. Yes, we're going to talk about vengeance, man. Is vengeance as good as it sounds? Is that justice? We'll have to see, man. Chinadown is going to be coming up right now. Again, you can go over to MotorcycleMadhouse.com, click on that radio, or you can go over to Madhouse Radio right now on YouTube. Check it out live, baby. We'll be right back. Join the Insane Throttle Members Only Club on YouTube or Spotify and receive exclusive content. Your membership in the Throttle Club helps keep the show going strong. Well, is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't give the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happen. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. Introducing the all-new service from Insane Throttle Motorcycle Madhouse Radio. 24-7 and nothing but the best in 80s till today. Rock and metal, baby. And here's an added bonus. You can now listen to Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Show with Hollywood and China now live on the air. Go to MotorcycleMadhouse.com. 
and bookmark the radio station and get down with the king of biker radio, rock on. Hopefully you're enjoying all the rock on 24-7 MotorcycleMadhouse.com, baby. It is China Doll in the house. It was funny. you. I walked in, or actually you walked in, and she's supposed to be turning the lights on. That's part of her job as a co-host, and she messed that one up. But then, you know, because it's all dark and stuff in here, 
She sits down, turns on the light, scares the shit out of me. God, rude. You did. You scared the I'm shit not, out of I'm me. I'm not ugly. You're not ugly, huh? No. I don't know, man. You do have some fans out there. They're kind of pissed off at Hollywood. One guy goes, why do you got to stop, you know, keep interrupting her? Ah, oh, shut up, stupid. Because <laughs> that's what he does. That's what we do. We badger against each other, man. What the hell's <laughs> wrong with you? Don't you listen and watch the show or something like that? <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> that's what we do. Sometimes you do make me a little mad when you interrupt me when I'm in the middle of a story, but you know, whatever. Or I could be like Black Dragon that takes like 50 freaking minutes to get to a freaking story and it'd be boring. I mean, we can always start 10 minutes late too. <laughs> I don't want it to be boring. I don't like boring shows. I, know. I wouldn't listen to a boring show in my car. Screw that. But you do have a uh, great radio look, don't you? I try. She don't get it. No. You know, face for radio, they don't yeah. have to see you. They don't have to see me, but these people on YouTube get to see me, and they don't seem to mind, dude. I am. You know, I got to admit, man, I'm the ugly one around here. Yeah, well, you said it. I did. But why did you have to scare me like that? I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know, man. Later on in the show, we are going to be talking about vengeance. Yep. Poison and destroy my brother. And you will know my name is the Lord. Oh, yeah. When I lay my vengeance upon me. That was a great movie, wasn't it? Lay your vengeance upon you. I think we're going to get into a good one there. I wonder if you're going to get mad at me today. Um, Probably. You think you will? Probably. <clears throat> That's like know. a daily occurrence. Some people ask how would the hell we live together? How do you deal <laughs> with me? I don't know. <laughs> you honestly don't know, do you? I don't know. Oh my goodness gracious. Now you make me uh self-conscious. Hmm. Yeah, you do. And that's right. Uh we have been together longer than uh Mike Ball's been alive. <laughs> I know. That's kind of funny. <laughs> I hope she ain't going to laugh the whole show because it's like one of them deals where your nails are on the chalkboard. You're just mean today. God. Yes, Mikey, it is. It's a day by day thing to deal with. <laughs> Honestly, let, let's get Let's dive into that subject a little bit here. How is it living with me? You got to learn not your to, life, not, you got to learn not to take everything he says to heart which is not always easy <laughs> cuz he ain't no different off the air. <laughs> so that's basically what your advice would be. Take Hollywood with a grain of salt. <laughs> now if you were with somebody else, you know, a poindexter as I would call it, you know, the little polo shirt and the khakis, boring. <laughs> it is boring. Well, not even that, but I'm talking about some regular Joe Schmo. Do you think you would have as much fun with them as you do with me? No, probably not. But at the same time, you hate me. I love to hate you. <laughs> is that what it is? You love to hate me. Maybe. See, you make all these people think you have a hard life. I don't. I don't have a hard life, though. Is it me that turned you bipolar? 
No, <laughs> might be, but no. Because I've been contemplating that lately. Ha was I the one that turned her bipolar? Um, Is it me that brought up all these personalities so she can well, deal with I, me? I didn't have them before you. Well, at least undiagnosed, I guess. <laughs> Come on, you never had it. Be you never had it, okay? Until like 10 years ago or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. So I must have fucked your head up. You probably did. You screwed me all over. <laughs> it's crazy. No, 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 no. You said screwed me all over. And I thought you would have said screwed your head up. Well, you did. But why did it's you why fault. did you say I screwed you all over? <laughs> you, you made me all all kinds of cray cray. So is now I don't that... know now I don't know what personality's gonna come out. And... <laughs> so basically what you're saying is I draw you know, drew everything out of you. I do that to people. Yeah, you do. You, you you're very good at pissing people off. No, that's not nice. Well, you are. So you think I piss people <laughs> off a lot? Yeah, you have no filter. This is a very interesting subject here. No, it's not. It's boring. No, it isn't boring. <laughs> so I talk, I piss somebody off. Sometimes. Is that the case with you? I piss you off every time I talk. Not every time. A couple of the times. Do we ever go through a day where I don't piss you off? Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, we do. Bullshit. Yeah, we do. Once in a blue moon. <laughs> Once in a blue moon. Once you think another woman could moon. put up with me? No. <laughs> no. I tried that experiment once. Well, it's you're you're like not an easy one to get used to. <laughs> I think I drove her cray cray too. What your ex? No, our little play toy. Which one? The one that lived with us. Oh, no, she just she pissed me off. <laughs> no, I think I drove I drove her cray cray. No, she pissed me off. She looks like ninety years old now. Do you notice? Yeah, she don't look great. That's that. That's what you get when you go around Hollywood. I guess maybe that's why I'm aging, so so not gracefully. Yeah, you aren't great. You know, you're not aging gracefully. No, what the <laughs> hell happened? You need to do some of that Joan Collins freaking putting up. What is that? That face fixer or whatever? You put cream or something on your face? Why am I looking ugly? You're not looking ugly, but you're aging oh, a lot. Oh, I'm looking older. Yeah, you're looking older, man. Oh, not as old as you, buddy. I'm sorry, but I don't age like you. I still look like I did 10 years ago. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. See, you don't like it, so you try to push it back out on me. No, you don't look like you did like 10 years ago. Yes, I do. No, you don't. I'm going to have to get I a know, picture from I 10 know years ago. I know for a fact I don't, but you don't either. You've aged in the last year, though. Yeah, well, I went through a lot of shite. A lot of chit. Chit. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey says, Mommy and Daddy better not start fighting. <laughs> then it all goes off the rails. I'm sorry, though. I'm trying to bring up good points here. This ain't cool. Why? Stop talking about some of your exes. 
What about them? Where do they stack up against a Hollywood? I like talking about myself. I'm conceited. Thank you. I don't like talking about my exes. I'm talking personality wise. <laughs> Not the other bullshit. Oh, how hard that? Am I more fun? We go more places. Oh, see, she didn't say something right there. We go more places. No, 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 no. Did you catch that shit? I caught that shit. What? Because I didn't say because you're more fun. Yes. I caught it. Oh, my God. You're saying you had more fun with other people. No. Uh, no, 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 no. Don't you try to backtrack on me. Dude, don't you start. See, you already pissed me off. <laughs> don't start, man. I, I asked... can't compare you to my exes. I really can't. Why? Well, because two of them were complete douchebags, and you're a tolerable douchebag. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell yeah. Uh-huh. I'm a tolerable douchebag? Are you shitting me? That just came out of your mouth? <laughs> yes, it did. It came out. Oops. So you consider me like a stiffler? <laughs> you're a stiffler. <laughs> kind of fit it. Yeah, y'all could probably be related. <laughs> You think I fit that personality? Uh, a little bit, sometimes. Eat my cock, you fuckface. Yeah, there it is. God, you gotta stop stop watching American Pie shows. Oh my god, it was so funny, man. God. And I'm not even watching it high. I'm watching it straight on and shit. But I can't say I, I can't believe you just said I'm a tolerable douche. You're a tolerable. That douche. just means you look you bad on me. <laughs> So how uh, uh, how other am I uh, not like your freaking douchebags? Um, you you we go places. We don't sit at home all all day every day. Is that where you got your laziness from? Well, one of the exes we really didn't do much. We usually just sat at his freaking house. Well, that's what I mean. Is that where you got your laziness from? Probably. Because you're not a home engineer, that I can tell you. Nope, I am not. So the experiences that we uh, do grow into is actually from our past. You were lazy when you were younger, and now you're lazy now. Am I getting this right? Am I the correlation there? I'm not always lazy. When are you not? When I don't feel like being lazy. So you have to feel. Like doing something in order to do it. Yes. Do I feel like dusting? Hell to the no. That is like my biggest hate. Is dusting. You know what? I need to get me like a Mexican maid. Whatever. They clean like hell, man. Whatever. They do. I should call me one of the Mexican freaking cleaning places. I wonder how much they cost. I don't know. Go find out. And why? I wonder if they give uh, extra services. Oh my God! Stop. You think they do? They wouldn't be able to tolerate you. Well, you can only tell. You don't only. Two minutes. That's it. Two minutes to tolerate me. <laughs> Doesn't she go to work? Yes, I do go to work. <laughs> well, yeah, she works her ass off, but I'm talking about she lazy at home. She's not a home engineer. At work, I bust my butt. So why is it different get, there than I, here? I get paid to do it there. So <laughs> you have to get paid to work and clean. Do you dust there? 
No. You're lying. I don't dust the shelves or nothing there. I'm supposed to, but I don't. Not in the past couple months. Because of the fact that I got tired of pretty much doing dusting the whole entire store. So oh, my God. Here she goes. I do everything. I do. <laughs> Sandy says, it's the Polish that clean houses. I'd take a Polak, man. Maybe they'd uh, cook Dude, me you some married, pierogies. Your first wife was a Polak. She was. She cooked pierogies. Yeah, I do, too. They're called frozen. Yeah, they're frozen. You don't know how to make them. Out of a box. It's funny how the different ethnicities, when it comes to marriage, how they act. Why? You know, you got Polacks, you got Italians, you got Mexicans. I'm a mutt. You are a mutt. Maybe that's why you mutt around all the time. I am a mutt. But am I right or wrong? It depends on what ethnicity they are, That what kind of wife you're going to get. You know, Mikey has a Latina. So the house is sparkling clean, has pictures of Guadalupe all over the place, probably smells real good, and you can't be a Hollywood around them because they'll smack the shit out of you. Yep. Then you have Pollocks, and there's a reason why they call them Pollocks, okay? There's a reason why that old joke came out. How many Polacks does it take to screw in a light bulb? Yeah, what's the answer? Three. Why three? <laughs> I'm not going to keep banging on is, them. Is it is it one to hold the light bulb, the other two spin the ladder? What? I, I would think so. But they fit. They, they fit uh, that deal. Whatever. Why then you got it? Italians that are just like Latinas problem with Italian women is and I can show you especially some pictures from high school it's like oh my god are you shitting me you got a big ass now Italian women get big asses and their tits fall down to their you know what their knees that's an Italian woman the benefit of being tiny having tiny titties that can't sag to your knees but that ain't that the biggest nightmare for a woman is their tits falling down to their knees. You imagine your whole life that you have your tits locked up in a bra <laughs> to avoid that. Next thing you know, you got screwed. Your uh, tits are down to your knees. I don't know. I'm 50 years old. I take my bra off. They still stay where they're at. Well, that's because you got no tits. Okay. I know. That's what I love. You got a nice handful. They're good. But well, I'm talking my, about Italian women. They get gypped. They fit my hand, just not yours. They're, they're, well, you're, they're you're really small compared you, to your hand. You're mostly wearing sports bras and stuff. That's all I wear. They, does women wear those class bras anymore? Yeah. The ones we used to pull in high school and just yes. piss them off? Yes. The ones you used to snap. Is those the most popular bras out there still? People are buying them from, you know, Victoria's Secret. Okay, I'm not talking about Victoria's Secret. I'm talking about going to Walmart and your freaking PJs yeah, I do and buying sometimes. a bra. Yeah, they buy them there. Regular, Why don't you wear bra. one of them? Because I don't like how they feel. They cup your boobs. What's wrong with that? Because they either have underwire, which is completely freaking annoying, and it digs into my skin. I hate underwire. Or they have freaking padding, and I don't want padding in a bra. Why? It looks bigger than your tits. I don't want them to look bigger. 
I want them to look bigger, I'll buy a size smaller in sports bra, and then they look perky. Er. Now, let me ask you a question, mm. audiences. Uh-huh. Let me ask you a question. What? Do Latinas or Italians have bigger tits? What has your been experience with that? Italians. Italians have the bigger tits. Yes. Do you think they have a more well-rounded type of body? They have more of the hourglass figure most of the time. Really? The bigger chest, the smaller waist, and the bigger booty. I have to agree. I have to agree. You don't see that much in Latinas, though. I don't know. I don't know a lot. Yeah, but you can walk around, look, and stuff. It's funny. With China Dow, I'm sitting over here this morning saying, you need darker lipstick, man. Why can't you look like a Latina? Because I... Whatever. What do you mean, whatever? Why can't you put the dark-ass lipstick on? That's where I come from. That's what I like. All right, I'll go buy some black. They don't wear black. God, I changed, They wear I a changed, dark maroon. I changed the shade for one time because the place I bought my lipstick at didn't have the color I usually get, and I had to change to a different one. And you're making a big deal over it. I do because... The color wine. I believe a woman should wake up, put their makeup on, and look good all day. <laughs> Geo says Mexicans have square boobs. They kind of do. I don't know. Maybe Mike, you know what? I'll dare Mike to go up and ask his old lady, hey, do you got square ass freaking body and tits? <laughs> no, I'm Buffy V. This is not the vengeance topic. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that, Buffy. <laughs> you know, we get to that stuff. We'll get to it. I, I lose track. I lose track of time sometimes. He's, he's over there in his own world. I am because now I'm thinking about boobies. I like a good set of boobies. You like a good set of boobies. Yeah. What do you like playing with the most with another woman? What part of the body draws you? I like squeezing their butts. Oh, you like the butt squeezing. Butt squeezing. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if you like that, what do you do with the butt? Do you like anal clone cleanse with your finger? No. No. Ew. Dude, I got nails. Or do you, you do the strap on anal colon don't cleanse? Don't do that when you have nails. This is true, but I'm asking: Do you like anal colon cleanse with a you know no. strap on dildo? No, no one, nobody goes there. It's exit only, mofo. You know, I bet if uh, see Mike Ball's the, always the butt of the jokes in here. <laughs> I wonder if his old lady gets mad. If she puts a strap on on it, you know, I and goes she, up at the anal poop joke. I wonder if she gets mad and hits him over the head with his own leg. Oh, that's an old joke. That's an old one. That's boring. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm just wondering if she puts on a freaking strap on and gives him punishment with an anal colon cleanse. I wonder, you know, Dude, he does have so he does have IBS. I wonder if that's the cause. <laughs> you're stupid. 
Shut up, stupid. Shut up, stupid. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go into some news right after this. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Hey, careful, man. There's a beverage here. We're going to put the skitties in your Alan Wickers, you plonka. Do you know what he's saying? WMMRDB Rockford. Oh, yeah. Right now, after the show. Not right now, but after the show, you're going to be uh, turned over to modern rock, baby. We got Nickelback coming up. I love Nickelback. Everybody hates that shit. And I threw a little Creed in there. You like Creed at all? Yes. They have some good ass shit right there. <laughs> I bet they were all freaking hopped up on heroin the whole time they were touring and shit like that because they had all kinds of fucked up songs. It was like, dude, my own prison? Come on. <laughs> that was about being fucked up and shit. It was. So what do we got going on in the news today? It's the China Dow News. My God, that sounded scary. Not as scary as you walking in, man. <laughs> the FBI. It's that time to see just how fucked up this world really is. You, you forgot that? so you I forgot that. I, I had to right put that I there. Starting. My producer over here is a pit bull. Okay. And she forgot to tell you. No, she'd be pissed off if I didn't do the show right. So I got a pit bull over here looking at me like, hey, dumbass, you got to put your sweeper in. The FBI on Wednesday shot and killed a Utah man who allegedly made online threats to kill President Joe Biden and New York prosecutor Alvin Bragg while serving I'd kill a that warrant son of a, at I his better not say that. home. I better not say that. I'd have Secret Service show up to my ass. No. Uh, but I seen that one in the Utah. They're kind of like under the deal where they can't stand the government, man. You get out west or you get down south. Fuck you, dude. They don't like you. They're like the Minuteman militias and stuff like that. Like a David Koresh. They really cannot stand the federal government. I'm not even joking around. They're, I'm surprised there's not a lot of Ruby Ridges happening right now, kind of like in the 90s. <laughs> or the David Koresh's. Because this guy's an asshole. I'm sorry to say this guy's an asshole. That's in this. He can't even put two words together. And he's always talking about this LGBTQYSPT crap. And then he wants to ban stoves. What the hell's wrong with you? What are we going to do? Go cook with a campfire, you idiot? So they wonder why people get mad. The suspect was identified as Craig Robertson. Robertson allegedly made a threat Monday that referenced the president's trip to Utah this, this week saying that he needs to prepare his camouflage and sniper rifle. You know what? In Utah, they probably do that shit. They snipe his ass out. See, the problem what people don't understand is the Secret Service likes goes in two weeks ahead of time and does all kinds of tricked out shit. So you better be able to shoot somebody from a mile away like uh, 
you know, the American sniper and shit. Hmm. You do. You got to be like a mile away. That way you'd plop him right in the freaking head. Would you be sad if somebody plopped him? Nope. <laughs> I wouldn't care. <laughs> I have to admit that. Yeah, it's true. Even, I don't even care. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, that sucks. I don't know. There was this old deal and it actually came true. I think it was like starting in the 1800s or some shit like that, where an Indian chief told the president or some shit like that or cursed the uh, United States. Every 20 years, a president would die. And that lasted all the way up to Ronald Reagan in office, you know, assassinated or got sick. It is. It happened every 20 years. I hope they don't curse my ass them. You know what? I just did an indigenous story from Sturges. I hope they don't curse me. In an alleged threat to brag, the Manhattan district attorney whose office is prosecuting former President Donald Trump, Robertson called him a political hack and plotted to assassinate him in a parking garage. You know what's funny? They're throwing charges upon charges against Trump. They're all Democrats. And you still have people, well, it's about saving democracy. If we wanted to save democracy, you get rid of the Democratic Party. I can't stand them. I can't. A bunch of losers. Biden was scheduled to be in Utah on Wednesday evening ahead of the public event on Thursday in Salt Lake City about veterans health care. The incident unfolded at 615 a.m. in Provo, Utah where special agents attempted to serve arrest and search warrants at the residence. The agency added that the incident is under review by the FBI's inspection dis- division. No agents were injured. Oh, the FBI out there covering ass for Biden again. You know what? The FBI is so fucking corrupt. They are. Well, the Secret Service are aware of the FBI investigation involving the individual in Utah who has exhibited threats towards towards a proxy. While we always remain in close coordination with our law enforcement partners, this is the FBI-led effort and would refer any questions to the FBI. Who the hell wants to talk to them? (laughs) <laughs> They're a bunch of schmucks. The FBI or the Secret Service? Both of them. <laughs> they both suck. <laughs> Who the hell wants to dress up in a suit every day? You know, always notice how cheap their suits look. Yeah, they look like they got $20 suits. They went to the freaking Goodwill to get their suits. That's how they look. You know, the wingtip shoes and stuff. Come on, man. You look like a cop. Sometimes you got to wonder how cops get pussy. You do. You got to wonder. How the hell do you get pussy? You guys are a bunch of schlongs. Stifler would make fun of you. So I guess when they went to do the uh, search warrants and the warrant for his arrest, that is when the FBI actually shot this man. Of course they did. They had to shut him up or something. Yeah, he, he, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's right that they can go in and 
What happened to the First Amendment, man? We need to talk all kinds of shit about somebody. Nowadays, you get a Secret Service that shows up to your door. Yeah, Secret Service or the feds. It's That's crazy. bullshit. Crazy. It's crazy. It is. So why don't we bring the news over to Chattanooga, Tennessee? Oh, look at that. You like freaking uh, went right into the next story. I like that. I know. You're getting professional. I, I wonder know. if they'd hire you at a news station. I hope not. A Tennessee man is accused of slamming into another vehicle while attempting to elude authorities and then throwing powdered fentanyl into faces of two officers at during. Damn! <laughs> Did the cops like roll around like a flopping fish? Oh, no. I seen uh, I seen one of them deal. If you like touch that hardcore, they like flop around. Dude, holy shit. Rodney Bates, 31 of Chattanooga, faces 14 charges, according to Hamilton County Sheriff's Office online booking records. They show that Bates was arrested on Friday, charged with two counts of attempted first degree murder, three counts of possession of drug for resale, one count each of reckless endangerment, evading arrest, uh, resisting arrest, theft of property, dr drug possession of paraphernalia, driving on a suspended license. Do you license. notice they put all kinds of fucking charges oh my Jesus, on people? I'm not even done. Well, I don't want Failure to hear all to of maintain them. lane, seatbelt violation, and tinted windows violation. Dude, they throw all kinds of shit at you. It's funny, though, when a cop kicks your ass, you can't put charges against them. I wonder if you to do a citizen's arrest. While you're being, being arrested? A, yeah, while you're being arrested. <laughs> hey, you're being a prick. You're. Uh, I got a citizen's arrest you. <laughs> That'd be sad. It would be. It, that's fucked up, man. That's fucked up. I don't think it's fair. I wonder if the Second Amendment uh, goes uh, in effect. If you see a cop trying to kill you, you turn around and kill them. Hey, self-defense. They use it all the time. I guess the two officers uh, left the scene completely covered in powdered fentanyl. Poncho wants to come up on Mike Ball's uh, channel. That'd be, you know what? That would be a cool one. Uh, Do it. Let uh, going to be talking about you. The Madhouse crew on the Mike Ball show. That He can warm them up if they want to come on my show because they'll be crazy by the time they get off mine. <laughs> Look at BD. Every time he comes on, he's like missing in action for a couple days. He has to go back and, you know, just release or freaking meditate or something to get rid of me. He's got to go for a walk with no shirt on. Oh, my God. What is it that, BD? <laughs> oh, no. Put some clothes on, dude. You're old, dude. Nobody wants to see that, dude. No, you got big tits where you need a bra. Maybe I should let him borrow a sports bra. I don't know, man, don't but know. he he needs some uh, bras to he needs pick a little, them suckers up. He needs a little something, something. Don't show me your Dude, no. What? Cover your face. Speedy's walking by. So over in Lincoln, Nebraska, the authorities in Nebraska say that a man has been arrested after they found him with pounds of drugs in his semi. Do you notice how they say pounds of drugs? They don't tell you what it is. Oh, they will. I, oh, they do? They do. They do. They do. Deputies nearly found 90 pounds of cocaine and $84,000 when they searched a semi truck being driven by a 63-year-old man. What if they just put that in there and he didn't know about it? <laughs> that's what I would have done. 
put it in there and put one of them little uh, locks on there that a shipping company puts and say, I don't know what the fuck they're putting in my truck. Don't you see the tie here? I can't cut that shit open. That's what I would do. Well, the deputy said they searched the semi and found 42 pounds of cocaine in a taped up box, along with another 46 pounds of cocaine in a toolbox during a traffic stop. Oh, see, he's stupid. At that point, you're stupid. You did it the wrong way. They also reported finding $84,352 in cash that was wrapped in cellophane. Why didn't they just put it in the tires of the rig, uh, the trailer? I don't even know. That's kind of. And tell them, hey, man, I just picked this trailer out of the lot. What the hell? It ain't my fault. It ain't me who did it. What, am I going to go inside the tire and check for drugs, you asshole? I don't like cops, man. They're always messing with truck drivers for no reason. So the sheriff's office said that Mateos, who was the 63-year-old man driving the semi, was arrested and cited for possession of cocaine with the intent to deliver a drug tax violation. And Mateos? Yeah. Is that like a Pollock? I don't know. Uh, and a drug <laughs> and possession of money in violation of the state statute. What's you know, I hear that drug cartels pay good money. They do. For you to drive over the border with some drugs. I heard they pay good money. Maybe that's a job outlook for somebody. What? You imagine putting that on a resume? Yeah, I was a drug hauler. I hold the, I hold the, you know, I hauled drugs over the thing for like the, I don't know, Galenmo cartel or some shit. You're weird. I thought it would be good. You're weird. I wish I had a pilot's license. I'd be like flying drugs over all the time. You would. At least I'm admitting it. At least you admit your faults. What the hell else is good for a pilot's license? I don't know. I heard it costs like $10,000 to get, so why not have the cartel give you some money to get your pilot's license? I'll fly it. I'm sorry. I'm not even hiding the fact that I do it. <laughs> no, you're just telling everybody right here, right now. Don't they give you like 500 grand just to fly some shit? I don't. How would I know? I'd take it. Go ask the cartel what they would pay. I don't know. Hey, if anybody in the cartel world's out there, how does Hollywood get a job flying drugs over the border? And they could you have to pay for my license, though. That's a, uh, that's a job perk. I wonder if you get life insurance with them in case they chop your head off and shit. Dude, you're weird. Just asking. For a friend or yourself? For me. Oh, so it's not for a friend? No. no. Oh, okay. It's for me. I'm the one trying to get the job here. So did you want another news story or yeah, did give, you want to uh, go give, into the big Give the us big one part. more, then we're going to go into the vengeance part of it because I know... Buffy's out there like what the fuck man <laughs> I came here for his vengeance better than justice usually we get into the main topic in the second half of the show so Lake Charles Louisiana police in Louisiana say a man has been arrested for murder less than 24 hours after he was released from jail well they ain't that a bitch <laughs> why the hell you want to get released from jail and don't then go kill somebody that don't make no sense the Lake Charles Police Department reports that 21-year-old Justin Marbro 
Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can get some jokes in on that one. Was released from the Quichita Parish Correctional Center at 6.54 a.m. Tuesday after being convicted on charges that included possessing a firearm by a convicted felon and burglary. Then on Wednesday at about 12.30 a.m., Lake Charles police said they were called to an apartment complex regarding a shooting. According to officers, 20-year-old Jaden Shelby was found with multiple gunshot wounds and pronounced dead on the scene. You know, that's such bullshit. 21, you're too young to freaking die and do stupid stuff. Police said Shelby was sitting outside his apartment when Justin and another man, 22-year-old Andrew Dupas. Dupas? <laughs> Dupas. Sounds it's like kind a of butt. Like, yeah, kind <laughs> of, it sounds like butt-ho. Butt-ho. And they approached him. The verbal argument began and Marlboro allegedly pulled out a gun and shot Shelby before the two men left the area. Wild West, baby. You see, we're on a mission from God. Medical authorities in Cumberland have concluded that in all cases, the killers are eating the flesh of the people they murdered. Zombies got you down. Keep it tuned. WMMRDB Rockford. So do you think that was vengeance on the last story? Where he maybe got him hemmed up and he went out there and said, no, I'm going to shoot your ass. Something had to happen. I bet you it was something that happened before he got arrested the first time and he went to just pay back. <laughs> pay it back. Pay it back, man. Yeah, so do you think it. vengeance is justice? I think so. But you'll have a lot of these prosecutors, DAs, and all that kind of crap say, no, that's vigilanteism. But I consider it justice. That's just like, and you know him, you know him. There was a guy at a popular Chicago hot dog stand. Yes. And he's awesome guy, man. I'm talking awesome. Old school Polak, okay? Chicago Polacks, they're something else. They're different. But they don't fuck around with you. He went out with his wife. And I guess the babysitter killed this kid while he was out. Yep. So he went in. And killed the babysitter. And killed the babysitter. <laughs> and he got sentenced to 10 years in the joint. Yep. He did his 10 years. And that was awesome. Yeah. But if somebody killed your kid, would you... If you had them right in front of you. Eye for an eye, mofo. <laughs> they killed, no calling cops. No, they killed my kid. It's over. And I I believe that would be justice. Uh, I, um, I wonder if they have that uh, defense, an eye for an eye. Hey, the good book says it. And You get home from being out with your wife and you see your child dead and the only one in the house is that babysitter. You know what happened. You're damn right. That's what I said. I'd be taking out that babysitter and then call the cops after. I don't know. Whatever. My goodness. Call the cops because, you know, it takes forever for them to get to the I house I couldn't anyways. imagine what he went through. I really can't. Come home. Your kid's dead. All you were doing was having a date. Mm -hmm. And then you're the one that gets punished. Yeah. Why couldn't the judge just say, hey, I would have done the same fucking thing, and there you go. There's your out. Probation. Take care. Have a good day. I wouldn't even gave him probation. I would have gave him an award. 
That makes you start to think about what that babysitter did to other people's kids. Do you know what I mean? And that's why I think I can't stand anti-death protesters. And we talked about that the other day. Yeah. It's always somebody else that has to go through the pain and not them. So they think they can stand up and have this hor uh, moral high ground and say we shouldn't put them to death. Well, because in like his situation, I don't think the babysitter getting arrested and going through the court system and all that crap would have would have eased his pain. And I highly doubt doing what he did eased his pain either. It would me, but I'd have tortured your ass. I don't. I don't think the punishment would fit the crime to go to jail after killing. I don't think child. so either, and that's with a lot of I've people said, with this high moral shit. I've I can't always stand. said. I've always said in numerous shows that if they kill a child, the same thing needs to happen to them. Yeah, you put your freaking uh, parents out there in Main Street, let them cut them up. Something. See, that's one thing with me. I'm an evil person. If you're going to kill somebody, why shoot them? Elongate their pain. Torture. I wouldn't even call torture. I'd call it freaking uh, we're even. Well, they say that uh, revenge is considered emotional where justice is rational. Revenge is mostly about acting out, typically through violence, marked markedly negative emotions. It, at its worst, is expressing like a hot, overwhelming desire for bloodshed. You know what? What about what Steve Easy says? What do you say? Why can the government whack people, but we can't? I think anyone should be able to carry out capital punishment where it is necessary. So why is it the government can do it, but we can't? Well, and if you think about it, the government doesn't really give a death sentence as much as they probably used to many years back. No, because we got about a bunch of liberal idiots. Majority, the highest sentencing they seem to be pushing out is like uh, life. And then they come back and say, well, that's worse than death. Shut up, stupid. No, it ain't. I don't want to hear that excuse. I don't want to hear it. I don't. It, it, it's a weak excuse. Justice is logic, they say, is logically and legally and ethically defined, isn't really about getting even ethically or experiencing a spiteful joy and retaliation. Instead, it's about righting a wrong that most members of, of society, I almost said suppository. <laughs> She's thinking about her anal colon Thinking cleanse. about butthole. Cup and go right now. <laughs> Would agree is morally culpable. See, that's why I like the old West, man. If somebody fucked up, they'd have them lynch mobs and shit after them. You see the people with the pitchforks? That'd be awesome. <laughs> I want to do that. I want to have the torches, pitchforks, and say, okay, time to go play. But my question is, is does revenge always have to, like they said in the beginning of this article, does it have to have bloodshed? Couldn't you do revenge in a different way? Screw that. I, I want them to suffer. I'm just asking. I think it's going to depend on the crime. Now, what do you mean depend on a crime? I don't know. If somebody stole something from you, you ain't going to kill them. 
Well, I like how Iran handles that situation. They cut their cut hands their off. Hands off. That's what I'm saying. But you know, I they know. do. That's so cool. Or smash their hands with a hammer. No, something. well, you don't pull a casino on them. I'm talking about an Iran. You just get yourself a good steak knife, cut their hand off. A good steak knife. Steak knife ain't gonna cut through bone. There's a good one for you guys on the street right there, and Hollywood allegedly is giving you this advice. If somebody steals from you, cut their hand off. They won't do it again. They won't. So that means if a man rapes a woman, can we cut off their dick? I think so. I'm just saying. I'm just asking for a friend. Cut it off. Stick it up their poop chute. Ew. <laughs> so they can experience it. Well, I think people need to come to the reality that revenge is by nature. It's personal. Justice is impersonal, impartial, and both a social and legal phenomenon. So basically, the article's arguing for vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> it sound, doesn't it, it that's sound what like it sounds it? like they're actually arguing for and this it. is out of psychology today my god <laughs> you know if you ever watch the the spit on your grave uh, series where the women get raped and they come back like maniacs and shit i think that should be perfectly acceptable don't you i think so well if they get raped they should be able to dude this bitch tortured them good Good. So vengeance should be hers. Yeah, I think so. And if the good I don't feel that when they do a, a crime such as rape or child, anything that had to do with a child or, you know, stuff. Like, I, I don't think putting them in jail is enough. Of course, the pedophiles normally get theirs. But now the way the justice system is, it's kind of like they have their own jail. So. So we have they to survive. We it. have to look at other countries, and you're probably going to hate my guts for this, like Iran, North Korea, Russia, China. They don't deal with this kind of bullshit. No, they don't go to. They they don't put jail time on these people. No, they don't. They do not deal with it. Their so-called government just lets them do their thing. No, the I government guess. takes care of it. You go over there and steal, cut your hand off. I think that's a perfect thing. Or they throw you from buildings or like in North Korea with that freaking spaz over there with Rocket Man. He'll put you in front of an artillery thing to shoot your ass. He makes sure there's nothing left to you. So would that be government vengeance? I guess. There, that that yeah, technically. So why does the government get all the damn vengeance and we don't get nothing? I uh, I don't know. That's not fair. It isn't fair. It's not. And then they go to this lethal injection bullshit. That's too tame. What the hell happened to old Sparky? That's when I I think old Sparky needs to come back out of the closet. It does. And oops, did you forget to put the sponge on? <laughs> oh, that was that was kind of fucked up. <laughs> They're smoking. You smell burnt freaking person. skin. Burnt person. Mm. Unbelievable, man. God, I'm so gross. Uh, Steve, the problem is they have a whole section of SNY fools who don't get what they deserve in the can anymore. So they basically get off scot-free. There's a lot of freaking... 
sexual predators in the joint that don't get their due. They don't because they're keeping them segregated from the rest of the population. All the people that are committing sex crimes on children, on women, whatever, they are keep separated now in most prisons away from the general public. And I find that bullshit. I do. Let them get what they get. <laughs> Let them, just put you know, them in with the rest of them. They should you know everybody knows when a, when a new inmate comes in, they know what he did. They should. They've been watching like, it on TV. They know. They should like turn it into one of them deals, like in South America. Yeah, yeah, because there was a sex offender down there, and this was on the news. And I guess they got the guy, <laughs> lined him up, and a hundred freaking guys got him in the poop shoot. Well, ouch. literally a hundred freaking guys that that's punishment. That's vengeance. Well, they say that revenge is an act of vindictiveness and justice is vindication. I'm sorry, but taking somebody to court that did something to a child. How the hell is that vindication? I think vindication would be killing that uh, that asshole. Well, I got to give a uh, special guest spot to Mike. Mike comes in when he wants to talk and stuff like that. I guess he's been uh, awake for a while. So we're going to be uh, bringing in Mike Ball. So he to get on the show. I always like when Mike gets on because it turns into a Twilight Zone. Hello. 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 Oh, hello, little froggy. Yes, I'm You think I handle WMMR DB Rockford? You know, if you ever watch Facebook Fridays with Marco at his regular station, lame. They what? are kind of lame when they do their show in the background because you know when I'm doing the sweepers and stuff, that's meant for the radio. Yeah, and I'm actually pretty cool behind the scenes. Yeah, you know we have to get on. Tomorrow's is Facebook Friday. <laughs> We're gonna go check it out. So again. while you're listening to me, you got to get up. Uh, you know the Madhouse crew has to go over there and, and give them Marco. all kinds of bullshit, man. <laughs> they do. Hey, there's the little one. I Hi, him. little boy. What's, What's going up, on, Mikey, everyone? Man? My son in another state. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Your uh, channel's going pretty good, huh? Yeah, man. I'm, I've been uploading and doing lives pretty much every single day. I don't miss a day where I don't upload. Are you having fun or what? I'm having the time of my life, and I sincerely cannot thank you guys enough, and also everyone that actually is supporting and watching. I, he's, you know, he, he's being a kick, kiss no, ass, right? No, 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 so it's, it's for real. It's for real because honestly, that way I don't get on his ass here. No, it's a real big deal. It's a real big deal, and and people don't underappreciate stuff like this. You know, to be handed something like that. It's it's something that that cannot be just oh it's no big deal kind of thing like oh thanks you know like no dude like this is a big deal and this is something that I'm embracing and I'm not gonna let anybody down including you especially because you're the one that that it believed in me for this I'm surprised you know everybody's waiting for you to get Sosa Ghost on man dude Sosa is somebody I talk with all the time he works with my father personally to do the masks and all that stuff. So is at my house all the time. He flies back. So why, why ain't he on your program? Why the hell ain't he on your show? 
Well, I will be very honest. I'll be brutally honest. He is nonstop on his computer editing. That man puts in so much freaking work. Like he is sitting at his desk editing for like 14, 15, 16 hours a day on every single video. And I'll, I'll hit him up. I'll be like, yo, I, I got this time frame. I got this. And he's like, man, I would love to, but I got this going. I got this. So it's kind of hard just logistically. But we're, we're going to get there. We're going to get there eventually. Where You know what? You guys need to. Do you, anybody have Road Rage's Instagram account? I do. I have his Facebook. <laughs> you need to send him a link. I like to get him in on the show. Right yeah, now. I can do that right now. I can literally do that this second. I got Let's see if Rage is like uh, camera shy or is he? He, he, is he has not, a face for the radio. He is not camera shy. I like to get him in on. I like to get him in on this uh, segment here. Is vengeance better than justice? Then All right, I'll it's already sent. It's already sent. That's how quick. Boom. So, so if he wants to come on, just click the link. What do you think about vengeance? We're going to go a little over on the show right now. Yeah, and I didn't mean to interrupt, but by the way, guys, I was trying to watch from the cut. I was trying to watch from the cut, <laughs> meaning just in the back, you know, but... You know, it's it's always a pleasure coming on. Listen, vengeance is a fool's game. And I said this earlier, vengeance is a fool's game. I just get even. And Rich had made a comment saying, well, isn't that vengeance? No. Revenge is out of control emotion. Getting even is staying in control. That is the goal is always staying in control. So there's a difference between revenge and getting even, like an eye for an eye kind of instance. Revenge is like, I'm going to shoot you in the back 22 times. You know, that's like the emotional. You know, when people get shot a million times for no reason and it's overkill, that's emotion. That's what that is. Yeah, but you don't think uh, somebody deserves that kind of emotional uh, deal if some, if they kill their kids? If they kill their kids, I mean, it, it depends on the crime. I'm going to say this, but like, for instance, like we were saying earlier, if, if another person grapes somebody, and I'm trying to use the right word so that we don't get demonetized here. Let's say they do that. I should, I sincerely think they should, and if they're actually guilty, I'm not talking about false claims, but actually guilty, cut their shit off. Honestly, cut it all off. Because now I don't care if you're in prison or out of prison, you can't do it to anybody else ever again. And the story. You think, that, you think that China that they should get a trial, and if they got a trial, then you should be able to exact the punishment. I think the punishment needs to fit the crime. That's for damn sure. I think that's a, if a been, wussy if, way out. If they found, if they found, have been found guilty, then and let's say it was crime on a child. If they've been found guilty, put the parents in the room. Put them in the back right there. Let the parents solve it. So what their you, punishment should be the parents doing what they want to do to that inmate. So what do you think about the incident with George? You know, I, I wonder if he's still alive. He was a great motherfucker. But anyway, do you think he should have waited for a trial or handled it right there and then? I think he did what was best for him at that time. And I hate to say it, but I agree with what he did. I agree 1000% with what he I did. think he did the right thing for the situation at hand. Cause he knew that it was true. 
Now, there might be some cases where you might want it to go to trial. To my understanding with that situation, um, the babysitter admitted to his face. Well, yeah, in that situation, yeah, get his ass. Yeah, so. You you admit something to my face like that, there's going to be problems instantly. So he, he did what needed to be done. So it's kind of funny with your generation. They're all anti-death, and you're not, Mike. I, road rage. Like road I said. at work. He can't come in right now. Yeah, he's oh, unfortunately okay. at work. But, Anybody um, got Steve's Instagram, man? <laughs> Let's get Steve. No, but I did tell Steve. I, I told him, build your, your, your Instagram account so that he can message me because he doesn't have it. He said he's yeah. That's really the only way that you can get a hold of me too is Instagram, because I get too many emails and it's hard to get through, especially with the website now. I just can't get through them. If you want to talk to me, you got to do it on Instagram. Yep, yep. That goes pretty much with all of us. You know, Instagram is kind of the way to to talk to people. But to get back on subject. Um, I really think that I'm an old school kind of thinker. I, 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 I'm not sure if it was the way I was raised or the people I was around, um, or it's just my mentality. I I really don't know, but I, I'm kind of the old school. Like, I think we should go back to publicly shaming and killing in the, in the sense of if you've done something so bad, you should be hung, stoned. Publicly, it should be a community thing where we all come together and we get to watch that piece of shit just get stoned to death because of what the kind of crime he, he's done. Let's say he's murdered or raped or whatever, raped or whatever, you know, all these things. It could be whatever. We need to get back to it's all these people. Let's say it's we're, hum, we're all humans. We're all humans. We deserve second, third, fourth, sixth. 18 chances. No, forget that. How many times have we said you mess up once it's over? If I, so if, you believe in what Iran does, Russia and all that kind of like me. Yes. Yes. I, I, I don't think someone going in for let's stay on topic with it. Grape. They go and do that. They come out. Then they do it again. They go back in and then come out. What? So you get to do it three, four, five more times before you're actually punished. Mm-hmm. Tell me if you agree with this. Revenge is about cycles, meaning it typically begets more revenge. Where they say justice is about closure. What do you think about that, Mike? Yeah, because justice is, I understand that people need closure and, and they look towards the justice system for closure because unfortunately the justice system is the only system that will actually give out the kind of information that the families are looking for. You know, unfortunately the streets can only say so much, you know, kind of like what we said earlier before, it's not like we have our own forensic team. It's not like we have our own fingerprint scanners that we can just go ahead and just swab stuff we can't do that these are not at our disposal so there are times that you know the uh the cops and stuff have information that we do not Mm -hmm. so that was a very interesting point what do you think well i understand that like with (laughs) with revenge it does make sense 
that, you know, you get revenge, then let's say you kill somebody because they killed your child. Then the family or friends of the person you just killed might come after you. And it's just going to keep going in a revolving circle. You know well, what I mean? That's the revenge. That, that's that, the revenge. That's the revenge part. But with justice. Those I'm are the answers. Justice. I mean, if you don't have a clue who just harmed your child or who just, you know, took advantage, you know, raped your wife or whatever, you don't know who did it. Mm hmm. Then unfortunately, you have the only way you're going to find out is going through the justice system to find out who actually did the crime. You know, so you got to go through that extra level and go through the cops and like all that stuff. Yeah, that closure, that closure comes from the answers of the court. BD. Oh my lord, don't hey, do it. It's always something. It's always something. Here we go. BD. Yeah. You're on the air, man. We're talking about vengeance. Is it better than justice? And I wanted to get an old man's uh, thought on this. Pretty serious subject here. Uh, by the way, BD is Black Dragon Biker TV over on YouTube. What do you think, BD? Well, I just did a video about it three days ago. And I said, uh, what you guys in motorcycle clubs need to do is stop the vengeance. You're destroying your motorcycle club. You guys are so mean and freaking evil and ugly to each other. You don't know how to treat each other like individual pieces of solid gold. You destroy your motorcycle clubs and run them into the ground because you're so damn mean, so mad, so angry, so full of it, so full of yourselves. You're so... You're so entitled. Everybody owes you. You can't give. Or you feel like I give and I give and nobody else gives back. And you're so mad you want vengeance. But the Lord God said vengeance is mine. Justice is different. Justice is when somebody gets what they deserve. They get their just reward or their just punishment. Justice is a form of remediation. It's how we remediate something and bring it back to where it needs to be. It's how we set something right. We set something just. Justice is fair. Justice is blind. Justice has no contempt. It's cold. It's swift. It doesn't take a lot of time, or if it does take a lot of time, eventually it sets things right. Vengeance is an ugly thing that begets hate. And hate, as Mike Ball says, comes from below. Hate always comes from below. But vengeance is horrible because it never, it's the gift that never stops giving. So let me put you in a situation here. What about a child? What if some, and you know this to be true, that hurts a child really bad or kills a child? Should the parents be able to exact the punishment? So, um, in our system of government, no one can exact punishment. Only the government can exact punishment because the government is the only thing that can operate from a, a cold point of view. It's not personal with the, the government. But 
uh, Tia was just showing me a story this morning that a couple was having a baby and the doctor pulled the baby's head off oh. and, 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 in in the birth, they did a, an emergency C-section. And by the time they got the baby out, it was headless. Oh my they God. wrapped the baby up real tight and, uh, presented it to the mother as a stillbirth, not telling her they had ripped its fucking head off. So, uh, she didn't find out till four days later, they misrepresented the baby as it had died. And she never even knew the baby's head was off until the funeral director told her four days later. Medical malpractice so, right there. Yep. Yeah. But do they deserve vengeance? I mean, do they, should they be able to march that doctor out and into the hinterlands and tar and feathered the lady and so forth and so on? Or, you know, do mistakes happen? I mean, I'm sure babies' heads have been pulled off before. Uh, it's just not something you hear about a whole lot. Very interesting. Uh, very interesting point of view on that. What do you think, China? I don't know if that happened. Mm. I'd probably want to go go get the doctor, to be honest with you. If that was my child, I, I would want to go. Women back. have different emotions, don't they, Mike? They're like all like, oh, I want to have a chat. Like for me, I'm like, nope, you're going to go ahead and get me every single charge nurse. You're going to get me every single person that represents this facility right now. Every single person, you are all accountable right now. Let's all sit down because you just killed my child. Every single one of you that owns, that's a manager, anybody, you are all sitting down. If you ain't, here's my freaking lawsuit to you. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, I'd want to kill them. I just want to sit there and just blast them. By the way, the Black Dragons joining us from Black Dragon TV as well as Mikey Ball over at Insane Wheels. Uh, we're having a conversation right now about is vengeance better than justice? Now, now I want to I want to ask Black Dragon about the situation with that person that we know mm -hmm. from the hot dog place. Right. What he did. Um, Hollywood and I know a man that went out to eat with his wife and had a babysitter for their child. And when they came home from their date, the babysitter had killed their child. And in turn, the guy killed the babysitter. Do you feel he was right? Yes. So, um, I, no, I don't, I don't feel like he was right. It's, it's illegal in our country to murder someone. But, you know, the law allows for things like uh, crazed indifference or fits of passion. You come home and you find your wife uh, actually having sex with a man in your house, in your bed, in your bedroom, in your favorite robe. Uh, the law recognizes that sometimes there's temporary insanity and, and you didn't have, you weren't in your right mind. And, and so, um, you know, it may be that he was so overcome by emotion and, and that he was temporarily insane. And if you're insane, then you can't, you cannot get uh, revenge or vengeance because you are not thinking 
about vengeance. You can't think at all. You're insane. So in, in that case, he may have been insane, temporarily insane. And uh, the law would find that what he did was, was, was okay. But, you know, here's the difference. You walk in the door and your baby's dead. And there's your babysitter with a knife in her hand. And, and so you kill her or him, whatever you had as a babysitter. Or, um, or you wait a week and uh, you're laying on, underneath the bushes. And when she comes home from a date, you, you strangle her to dead. So one is murder. One is a premeditated murder. And one is maybe a, a temporary insanity or something. And so many people say, you know, I'm going to get that person back. Well, that's clearly revenge. And, um, you know, justice can end the same way. Justice is maybe she goes to the electric chair and, and burns 20 years later. But they're two different things. Uh, now, am I telling you that I think it's wrong, but I wouldn't do it? I think it's wrong, but I may well do it because I'm 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 a human as well. And you got to think, vengeance has one key component that justice does not have. Vengeance is tied to emotion, and we can't always control our emotions. For instance, uh, I asked a detective, a uh, detective that I knew, what he he did uh, child uh, stuff. He was a child abuse detective. I asked him the worst thing he ever saw, and when he told it to me, it's not something I can even repeat on the radio, not even on your show. Um, but when he told me how this child was killed and the condition that, and the pain and the torture, this this was one time that this detective decided to go and get vengeance. So I'm not saying that we're not above it, but it's not morally correct. Not morally correct. Well, here's another thing as far as trying to keep these type of people in line. Do you agree or disagree with, say, what Iran does, where if you steal from somebody, your hand gets cut off? Well, Iran doesn't really do that. Um, they have done it. but I don't, Let's, not, let's just say I'm not concept, though. That concept. Huh? But that well, concept. A concept of an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, goes all the way back to the Bible. Uh, to the, you know, uh, so it, it thought that, you know, in some places, if you if you kill someone, you have to give up someone, you know. Uh, so these are these are things to give reciprocity, uh, and I think that kind of stuff is is justice. Um, now. You've got, because uh, you know, uh, recently in um, in India, a guy got mad at a girl who didn't want him and threw acid in her face and blinded him. And the Indian justice system decided to blind him in return. Mm -hmm. Only it wasn't like complete vengeance because to blind him like he blinded her, they would have to put acid in his face. And let him go through the whole burning situation of having acid thrown in your face, and that's not what they did. They uh, chemically made him blind in a way that was not painful. He went to sleep, woke up blind. So was that justice? 
was or was that or or was that vengeance? It was absolutely justice because to accomplish the ends, they didn't use the same means. Uh, he didn't have to go through the pain and the torture because the law recognized that as illegal. Well, but he did have to suffer the consequence, which was being blind. Jennifer, so he got justice. Jennifer has a statement or a question for you, BD. Jennifer Lee, why should we have to control emotion under those circumstances? Because we live in society. And, and in order for society to work, there must be justice. There can't be vengeance. Um, if you want to see vengeance, I mean, World War II in Europe was, you know, it was just atrocious. Um, some of the things that we would do, um, we, after we had, were winning the German war, um, we would come through, bomb the city. We would use these incendiary bombs that would blow people up in their basements, all these German people in their basements, and it would liquefy them. Uh, and then those people that were left would run into the park and then we'd come right back by and bomb the park <laughs> and they would, uh, run back into the homes and we'd come back by and bomb the homes. Like, and, and we made it a war of attrition against people, uh, not, not the armies, but the people. And so when we act our worst, when, when we are at our worst and we're taking vengeance, we, we break down as a, as human beings. We're not, we don't become a society anymore. We become a murderous, uh, huge cantankerous sore. And we have the ability to do that. The Rwandan Tutsis versus the Hutus, uh, 2 million people were massacred with, uh, uh, axes, uh, in the Cambodian war, uh, the Khmer Rouge versus the people, Two million people were marched off in the death camps and murdered. Uh, we we have been ugly uh, in 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 the uh, uh, in the uh, German war. Uh, at least six million Jews were were killed. Nineteen million total people were were marched off to extermination camps and this that and the other. So you know this whole vengeance thing can be ugly. So why should we? not be able to go fall to our most base emotions because we don't know how to control them. Once we get down there, once we get to the animal stage, uh, we're, we're not done killing until, until there's no one left to kill. Hold on. I got something to say to you, black dragon. So, uh, Jennifer brings up another point, but something that I brought up earlier in the show, for instance, you'll have someone that will be, let's say I'm going to use the word grape you know, so that we're not getting demonetized on YouTube here. Um, let's you say, don't have to worry. We're on a different channel. Okay. So. Let's just say, yeah. let's just say, uh, you know, a man rapes a woman, right? That man goes to, to jail for six months, whatever gets out and then does the same damn thing again. And then it could be two, three years, whatever gets out and does it again. And these are repeat offenders. And so Jennifer Lee says this, no, sorry, I'm coming for you if you murder someone I love. Fuck justice. Justice takes way too long and it's never even close to fair. So I have to agree that sometimes, I mean, it's us as a republic, right? 
uh, we got to take matters into our own hands sometimes. I mean, the police work for us, number one. And um, we got to remember that it's we the people. And sometimes we have to take matters into our own hands because obviously the justice system won't do it themselves. You know what I mean? And, and I'm speaking from someone that I'm not talking about the law at this point. I'm talking about now it is a serious issue that has, like, if you murdered my daughter, I don't like if you're going to sit there and as cops just pretend, oh, well, we don't know. I'm going to figure it out before you do. And I'm going to handle the situation before you do. (laughs) Period. Well, Mike Ball, (laughs) you're a young man. And you have a baby girl. I'm an older man and I have a baby girl. Yes, sir. And I watched a monster almost kill my child. He held her down in some water in the front yard, strangled her, and came to within seconds of drowning her in a half an inch of fucking water. Holy shit. He took my grandson and held him as a human hostage against the police that were trying to get in the house And the only reason that they didn't come in that house shooting guns is because Ferguson was going on that night and they didn't want to spread that to their city by killing a armed black man with a child as a hostage. And I got a situation where I was standing face to face with this guy in a courtroom or in a court in the hall of a courtroom. Right. You have to look at that guy. And he was talking shit. And I was facing a situation where, all right, now we're face to face. I can kill him. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole bunch of stuff we tell each other. We tell ourselves, but Killing that man on that spot or trying to, and he survived, means that I go to prison. And now my daughter's protector is somewhere where he can't protect her. I get that point. And that's that's when shit gets real. That's when it gets real, real, real. And that's when maybe you say, "I, you know what, maybe I need to let the law handle this. Because if I handle it, the consequences are so great to me. Oh, I got my vengeance. Oh, I made him pay. But now look at the cost associated. Do I do I get a do I get to see a grandchild ever again? Do I do I get to see him grow up? Do I get to see him uh, see him or her go to the prom? Do I get to be there when they're married? Well, this one's a little complicated because this is almost like attempted murder rather than an actual murder. I mean, you saw, I mean, it was a crime. Absolutely. 1000%. And of course, if you go to jail, now you are no help to your uh, daughter. You're not any help to anybody at that point. And I understand the concept, but what if some man comes in and murders your entire family? Now you got nothing. You got nothing to stand for now. You got you got no family. 
Is it time to take it into your own hands, BD? Or are you well, still going it? to the cops? Wait a second before you ask BD that question. I'm going to let China Doll ask, answer this one, then go to BD, then to you, because that, right, this one from Nelson kind of sums up what he was just talking about. Go ahead. It says, because we are human beings, not animals in the jungle. Humans have the capacity to control our urges. You first on that one, China, then BD, then Mike. Well, humans do have the capacity to control their urges, but as a woman, my emotions are going to get involved if it has to do with a child, especially my own. If anybody harmed, even though my kids are in their 20s, they are adults, anyone put any harm towards one of my children, I'm out for blood. What do you think, BD, about what Nelson just said? Uh, because we are human beings, not animals in the jungle. Humans have the capacity to control our urges. Well, sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. Um, but we, this is what we practice to be able to live together in society. We, we practice having a societal code and a social construct by which we conduct ourselves. This way, there's no scorched earth um, because the Hatfields and the McCoys could easily erupt out of any situation that we're in. I, I believe he's, he's, he's absolutely right that, that um, because we do have a capacity to control our emotions and we, and we try to live together as humans rather than as cavemen, uh, it's important that we have laws that force us to control our emotions, even even for those of us who are in a situation where we can't. Mike. But what, you know what? I, I wonder what Tia thinks. Yeah, where, where's no, Tia? Absolutely, absolutely. This would be a great question for Tia, to be quite honest, if she would be okay to ever speak on that. This It is early, and I understand. Well... <clears throat> Oh, we got uh, T. Um, we got T on. My hat, is, my hat is off. My hat is Love off to you, girl. <laughs> I always like when Tia comes on my show. She's yes. a beautiful woman. That you girl. know what it is? It's because she's from Chicago and stuff, and she's hot yeah. and she's smart. She oh, is. It's it's oh because it's face. Chicago. It's Chicago. <laughs> That's what it is. She's a gorgeous woman. Stop it. Go ahead. Let Tia talk. You guys have me blushing from ear to ear. Right? <laughs> well, as you know, my family is experiencing something similar to um, what you guys are discussing. We had a double murder. Um, two of my close relatives were stabbed to death uh, less than a month ago. So sorry to hear that. Yeah, no, we're we're hearing that was about the worst news hearing, especially people that we know. We always think, oh yeah, it's not gonna happen to us until it does. So I'm sorry to hear. Absolutely. Um let, about a week ago, the funeral was last weekend. So I I I have a lot of animosity, anger uh in my heart. And I, I just really want to see someone suffer. But I do believe that um, I, I'm a very God-fearing woman. And I do believe that, um, like 
uh, Black Dragon said, I want to be around and see my kids grow and and um, see and be able to take care of my dad and different things like that. So I really, I'm not the one to go out with the gun. You know, we, we have people, you know, every family has goons or whatever. Every family from Chicago has people for that. But I just really feel like I'm, I'm waiting on a law. Um, I can't speak for all my relatives, but I do. I, I just pray every day that justice uh, will prevail for our family. And I always say, um, I agree with China Doll. When it comes to uh, right now at this moment, I really can't see going to jail for anything other than someone bothering my kids. It's like if something happens to my children, get the bail money ready. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm ready. I, I, that's one reason that I will actually go sit in a jail cell. So I'm kind of biased and um, just really just trying to um, put all my, you know, my, my uh, faith in, in God and uh, the judicial system is hard to do. We're sitting back waiting for answers for something and nothing's happening. Like I said, I can't speak for the rest of my family. I can only speak for myself, but I do believe that I, my heart, I, I'm uh, the type of person that I do want. I, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't think I'm a killer. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So I don't want to have that on my heart. Um, but even in the situation with my children, I still would feel bad if I did something to other people. That's not my nature. That's a really hard um, subject. It depends on the situation, uh, the the circumstances. Um, it's just really hard to say, oh, somebody raped my daughter. I'm going and slit his throat. You know, it's just really hard to say that uh, at this moment, you know. How hard is it? But you, I how, how, how hard is it for you right now, Tia, with the unknown of the perpetrator that did this for to your family? It's very hard. And every time I hear what happened and how they suffered and how uh, they was tortured, they were robbed. Two older women, one wheelchair bound. And I just imagine my mom or any any older woman who has basically fought their whole entire life to survive. Losing one lost a husband a year ago. Um, back and forth to the doctor. Knee replacement hip replacement, cancer, this and that, and have to survive all of those things only to be taken out by the hands of uh, somebody so selfish with no regards or respect for life is very hurtful. There's not a day or moment I'm not really thinking about it. It's very hurtful, but I'm sure it's not the worst thing um that's ever happened to anybody well people lose people every day but you learn to if, if you fear god if you fear god like you say you do like people say they do you will have a certain amount of faith and like i said all circumstances are different so you know if it was if, if it was a different situation i may not be as 
forgiving or patient or calm. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's it's really it's really a hard when you when you guys first started talking, I was like, whoa. <laughs> Tia, I got a question for you. You know, and I can understand. Listen, like where you don't want to act and do something where you could go potentially to jail slash prison prison for the rest of your life. And then now you're not valuable to the rest of your family, your kids, your, you know, and I totally 1000% understand this. And this is something I just asked black dragon right before that you got on, you know, what, when does it come into our own times to handle these kind of situations? Let's just say, and I, and I don't mean to be disrespectful or numb to any situation right now, Tia, and I don't want you to think that. It's a straight question. That someone comes in and murders your entire family. Okay? Your kids, your everything. You lose everything and it's you. Do you take matters in your own hands or are you sitting there just with the cops all, you know, nonstop where they're just sitting there? We don't know. We don't know. Well, you I know? would... I would think not only that scenario, Mike, but uh, the two questions I have for Tia would be, what would she consider justice for this heinous act that was upon her family? And by the way, if you got any information on this, make sure you let somebody know Black Dragon has a number that you can call. You can be anonymous on this one. We got a huge reach, so... Uh, if you haven't heard about this uh, situation, go and watch his show on this. I, I was crying. I Hollywood actually cried on this. If one. anyone has any information, not only that for that that phone number, but you can also reach any of us on any of these platforms and reach out to us if you guys happen to know something. And it would be and seriously, you guys don't think it's like a rat situation. It's not. These are two elderly disabled women that were brutally murdered. This is ridiculous. This is not like some club on club stupid stuff. This is ridiculous. So anyways, I'm sorry to interrupt. That was a great question, Hollywood, and I would love to hear. What would you consider justice in that, Tia? And you being from Chicago, I grew up in Montclair, you grew up on the south side. The second question would be, is vengeance the reason for the cycle of violence in our city? But uh, go ahead on the first one. So now you take, you, you're taking it in another direction because I grew up around uh, a lot of gang violence and I, I know a lot of gang members and I know how they handle things. And, and I know, you know, the thing is it, it's... Um, Actually, the situation we're talking about with my aunts could have been, if it was in Chicago, a, a retaliation for a, a something else that happened within the gang. A lot of times they do go after your mother, your aunt, your children, your woman. You know what I'm saying? And it'll go on and on until they call a truce, until the gangs actually sit down and say, okay, no more. No more killing. We got to figure this out. It can go on and on for years. You know that. Mm -hmm. But um, a lot of people get hurt, lose their lives, and, and for what? You know, so that that is the biggest reason why I left. I, I saw too many. I looked in the eyes of too many murdered 
family members and um, neighbors, and and it, it was crazy. And I just refused to have my children exposed to that type of lifestyle. I was born in it. A lot of times, you can't help the circumstances that you're born in, but when you when you know better, you do better. So my whole family actually migrated to, back to the South to get away from that type of life, that type of environment. This is a really, it, it's a really touching goal um, because I can't, I, I, I've seen in this situation, um, I, I, I want, I taste blood in my mouth. So I want, I want action. I want, I there's, I, I would like, but I don't want to see anybody else get hurt. But yeah, I do want justice. I want, I, not even necessarily to see them suffer. Taken off the street, that was the act of a savage, and savages belong in cages. But does it Just give you also an answer too? It gives you an answer too. Because right now there's a lot of unknowns, right, Tia? So when you do oh, go absolutely. through the justice system, you're getting a lot of answers that right now you don't have. And those are the answers that, of yeah. course, you want. And so I can totally understand that as well. Would you, like said, would you, would you, consider, would you consider justice, Tia, the death penalty in this case? As oh, absolutely. There were two lives taken stolen you know you you took something from people and if the person was my son and he did something like this i i would want justice for that family i i my son i would love him from the jail cell i would come pray with him i would come visit him but you 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 don't do things you don't hurt people like that and expect to just get away with it people do there's a lot of unsolved uh, murders in the world going on right now, but I, I like I said, it, it's easy to take a life. A child can, all you have to do is give them a pistol and tell them pull the trigger. They can do that. Yep. That's nothing to take a life, but to live with what you've done, that will kill me. To, um, you know, if I'm in a, uh, I used to be in an abusive relationship. My thing now, let me just go because I don't, I, I wouldn't want to kill you. So your mother loves you. You got family that love you. Let me just get away from you because I would rather do that than have your blood on my hand. I, I can't deal with that. Mm -hmm. So I just, I, I, we were discussing the incident he just spoke about with the baby and as we were listening to the news um, reporter report the story, I said very briefly in my mind, and that doctor is still alive. Just very briefly, I said that. But mm -hmm. I, I definitely would be that young woman standing next to her lawyer. Um, I think. I'm not sure. We all could say, oh, if that happens right. to me, I would sit. You know, that it's just really easy to do that. But when emotions when we when we first got the news about my family members like i said i tasted blood in my mouth mm -hmm. and I, I like i said i can't speak for i might have family members out on the street looking for these this guy or these guys or whoever right now but i'm just 
sitting back every day. We have a family Zoom uh, periodically. Um, we have um, discussions in our chat room, which we're trying to get to the bottom of this. And just we just want something to happen to foreclosure right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Closure, closure would be the biggest thing. And, you know, Steve just said a great comment. He said, Miss Tia is a better and bigger person than I am for sure. And I can definitely respect her outlook on this absolutely horrible situation. And um, I can as well. I agree with that statement 1000%. And that's why I, believe- I get excited all the time when Tia's on the show. Well, Tia's, Tia's an amazing person, you know, in general, but for her, this really is showing, like, I swear, when we go through the deepest, darkest, most traumatic times, it really shows your true character, you know, because it's never about how you fall down, it's how you pick yourself back up. And, um, and unfortunately, I understand that these are lives that cannot be brought back. And, and, and I'm not going to try to play that down whatsoever. But what I can say is Tia is a very, very strong person. And the way she's even talking about it is very, um, I couldn't do it myself. I couldn't do it like like that. And so I have to just tip my hat off to you, Miss Tia. You're just an absolute uh, well, you, you can tell you can tell the old man upstairs is truly in her heart. Yes, it's not, yes, for not sure. A, it's not a fake. You it's, learn to be that way. You you absolutely learn to, to to be that way. And if I if I'm over here all upset and angry, who who how am I going to calm the rest of my family down? We got to have some people that's level headed. Logical. Now, now listen, we are one of one of our family zooms. Said one of my older cousins said, "Now listen, don't go out trying to get no revenge. We're not gonna do that. We're gonna let the law handle it, and and, and we we just you know because we are God fearing family, and right. sometimes that's the only thing you can do. There's people who went through things just as bad." And you don't see them out killing people. And I, I just, uh, like, you just, you, sometimes you just have to be, um, just put your faith in God. That's the only thing I know how to do. Because, because every time I've ever been in the dragon's den and didn't know how I was going to get out, and I said a prayer, and I saw things work for me. So it's nothing nobody could tell me. This is something that I experienced for myself in my journey. Damn straight. And that's the only thing we have right now, right? You know? Well, you know, one, um, my heart, one never th- getting out of the dragon is there. One thing uh, T.I. would like to do, and I'm going to talk to Dragon about this maybe Monday. Uh, i like to have just Tia on the show with us, China Dow and talk about the cycle of violence in Chicago and how the hell we can stop it. What's been oh, done. I would love that. I would That's love awesome. that. I have, I, I would love that Hollywood. I actually uh, lived in a very uh, gang infested neighborhood. I was outside. raised, like I said, and uh, well, no, I, it's actually the West Side. Oh, West wow. Side. She's showing the W's, you know. The, the okay. West Side's a little different. You have to know that's why I want her to come on. Right. She it's so different. It's so different. 
Yeah, and we know it, it is so different. It's a hood in every city. Every city. There's bad parts on the south side, the west side, the north side, every side. There's always a hood. Well, that's there's, why I want to talk to somebody from Chicago that knows it that was there. It's a lot different than talking, you know, talking about it to Mike because he's right. not from our I, city. I'm I'm in Southern California, you know, I can only speak on my regions, my cities and stuff like that. And I think it would be a fantastic episode for you three, especially because you guys are from Chicago. Um, well, two, to, two of us are. Not me. Uh, well, you're, you're, yeah, I, I get it, China, but I'm just saying. No, yeah. that's a that's something Tia to tell you there. There's suburbs and then there's, there's the suburbs. The, the, yeah, of course, there's the outskirts, the suburbs. I get it. You know, just like with any major city. Um, you just I, must, you just dissed us if you don't know. No, that. I, I, I apologize. Did not mean to do that. OK, just saying. Um, I really think it would be a, a wonderful episode having you guys on and speaking on Chicago because I honestly, I'm going to be honest, I'm ignorant on the subject because I have never been to Chicago, let's just say. I mean, that's number one. Uh, it's not like I know the city. I don't. I can only speak on where I live. And my cities is, you know, it's different. But mm -hmm. we all have our own. It's all kind of the same, but at the same time, it's all different quirks. You know, they have their own politics, their own slang, their own everything. So and different different ways of how they hold territory and regions, whatever. So it would be very interesting to listen as for me to hear you guys speak on that. Well, I know BD's listening because I can hear him in the background. Uh, BD, <laughs> BD. Hollywood's going to call you later because we're going to steal your wife. I just want to have her on uh, Monday at 8 o'clock and just do a whole show on Chicago violence so people understand. Let it. me tell you, BD, she's much more pretty to look at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, BD, get off the camera. You got the radio face. Okay? <laughs> you got the radio face. She's got the one where she's ready for the camera, okay? So... That's yeah. what I think we'll I do if if, if, um, if Tia agrees, we'll have her on Monday at eight o'clock and we're going to be talking about Chicago violence and she can really give you the education from the West and South side. Uh, like she said, North sides uh, different. We have the Ike as the dividing line right there. And the violence actually goes way back uh, decades and a lot of the suffering that the city of Chicago brought upon a lot of people, because I don't know if a lot of people understand Chicago is one of the most segregated cities in the world. And it still is to today. But what do you think, Tia, Monday at eight, if Dragon lets you on? Absolutely. I'm there. Tia's going to be there. That would be 9, a, 9 p.m. for her. By the way, no, nine a.m. for nine a.m. I've been to Chicago five times, and I've never seen any violence, not one time. Uh, my office is in Lyle. What? That's why I, been, I was about to say, are you are, are you in the rich, nice little suburb or something? Exactly. That's exactly what happened. Okay. No, I just wanted to make sure that the context was right here. Downtown Chicago. It's one of the most beautiful cities I've ever seen in my life. With this river that runs through it. But the problem. Hold on, Mike. I had seeds, candy. It was beautiful. Problem with what you just said is you said Lyle. Lyle's not in Chicago, and it's a, a ritzy suburb. 
And what I'd like Tia to do is take you down to the west side or take you down to the south side and see what you think. Hey, Tia. Take, no, him, take him on the yell. I was taken <laughs> into Chicago and to a neighborhood, but I, I went to a backyard party where they had, uh, I, man, I got to show video of that party. They had a beautiful band. They had all these famous, uh, real famous artists that were there for this backyard party. I, I, I love Chicago. I think it's, it's wonderful. Lyle is so wonderful. Um, Boy, I went that's not Chicago, to, to, man. <laughs> So is the is the city beautiful? Is the city beautiful, but the people, it, like the cultures, is just insane and different? Or what? What is what makes it different from the rest of the country? Well, don't uh, well, I, don't. I graduated boot camp from Chicago. I went to boot camp in Chicago, and uh, uh, we got to go out on boot camp night. Now they they told us there were some places we couldn't go, but. Uh, I had a beautiful time in Chicago. I don't know what the hell's wrong with you people. <laughs> we'll ask that question on Monday. Can she come on, BD? Oh, absolutely. All right, cool. I'll send you yeah. a link and all that type of stuff. Uh, yeah, wild. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> nice little suburb, right? That's like saying Schomburg. Yeah, <laughs> that ain't Chicago, dude. <laughs> you didn't get the full experience, man. <laughs> Put him on that L train. <laughs> right? Now, Over on know, the, Chicago uh, must be a pretty bad place because when I went to, uh, when I was in the Navy, we were in Naples, Naples, Italy, and there was a city there called Petite Chicago, and it was a straight up, freaking ghetto that you could die in for real well and so uh, <laughs> for them to call that petite chicago i was thinking well damn what is big yeah chicago petite. that means little well. and then <laughs> the real deal. hollywood has to uh, go and get to work and stuff like that uh we're running on an hour and 45 we're gonna have special guest tia on monday for a very serious discussion about the violence in chicago and she'll be able to give the rundown on a lot of stuff, and it ain't going to be about Lyle. But, uh... <laughs> no, she does talk about it a lot. Um, and and I tell you something, um, her her penchant for I, I you know I could tell you stories, but uh, I you... remember one time I was having a particular problem um, with uh, uh, an issue in the biker club world. And Tia very plainly said, uh, those guys ain't no fucking gangsters. I grew up with gangsters. Them guys, they, I, 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 I haven't met a gangster yet. Yeah, so, she can call he, it out. She's actually right. She is right. She's the one that can call it out. She can be like, no, that ain't no freaking deal there. You haven't met no gangsters yet. <laughs> Chicago is a... Sp <laughs> You have to admit, man, that you go around the world, which you did, and when you mention Chicago, first thing that comes up is Al Capone. It's true. Right. Right. So uh, we'll have her on Monday, but uh, that is it for the Motorcycle Madhouse morning show this morning. I know we ran over, but uh, we had uh, the be beautiful T on. We had BD from uh, Black Dragon Biker TV on. We had Mike Ball with Insane Throttle and a guest. Insane uh, Wheels. My, insane uh, wheels. Oh, insane wheels. You whatever. are insane throttle. <laughs> but we had China Dow is the co-host. But everybody, well, you have a good one. We'll talk to you later. It's going to be an exciting show on Monday. 
Our thoughts go out to Tia and her family. If you have any information, call Black Dragon, any of us, or the Chicago Police Department with the information that you have. And like Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, Tennessee. That's I got right. Chicago in my head. Yeah, but I did you, too. I did too. But if, you, but if you reach out to any of us, we will get your information to Black Dragon. That's correct. That's and correct. it's not and it's not rad and you idiots. This is something totally different. Uh, so if you have information, get a hold of the Memphis Police Department or us. But uh, we'll talk to you. See you on my, uh, tomorrow. But we're gonna have Tia on on Monday, and then uh, have a follow up uh, with uh, Black Dragon later in the show about his thoughts about what because Black Dragon grew up in Oklahoma, I think. So that's a little different right. than. Growing up in Chicago, you had some cowboy boots, dirt bikes, and and some cowboy hats. I understand. Yeah, he still I got wears you. He still hat. wears the cowboy. I know hat. he loves it. He, he he at least he embraced his culture. You know what I mean? I love it. Talk to y'all later. I say goodbye, vamoose, adios, ciao, so long. Get your hat, Jack. Number one internet biker radio show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is 